This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. I'm Molly. And I'm Matthew. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have any. And today we are talking about dumplings. But before we do that, uh, let's do a couple of bits of business because we haven't we haven't done enough business lately. That's right. Um, let's get down to business. Let's get down. We we've been invited to ring the bell at the stock exchange. We're going to do that. Uh, you can you can come see us. <laughs> we're going right to the pinnacle of business. We're, yeah, we're the pin the pin of biz. We call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. First of all, um, we wanted to recommend a uh, a documentary film. We we did not make it. It's not about us. Uh, it's called The Search for General Tso. And it is about General Tso's chicken. If you have any interest, I mean, this is kind of a Chinese food-focused episode. If you have any interest in Chinese food, uh, you've got to see this movie. You know, if if you like spilled milk, you'll love the search for General Tso. It's like those those perfume commercials in the eighties. Yeah, if you like Calvin Klein obsession, you'll like boopity 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 boopy. Yes, um, one of my one of my favorite scents. <laughs> I, I remember. Are those kind of commercials still on? Like, if you if you like this product, you'll like our knockoff product. I feel like that's not know, so much a thing I, yeah, anymore. Yeah, I don't think that's a thing anymore. But but I mean, every everyone did smell really strong back then. Yeah. <laughs> um, did you? Did how did you feel about perfume samples in magazines? Is this the topic oh, of our episode? Uh, I feel bad about perfume samples in magazines. This is not the topic. Yeah, of I our think episode, they're the worst, Matthew. Anyway, the ger- search for General Tso. It is an awesome, uh, hilarious, mouthwatering documentary about uh, the history of General Tso's chicken, uh, the the Chinese uh, American dish. One of the producers of the film, Jennifer Aitley, is a friend of the show, and uh, but this is not a paid advertisement of any kind. We just honestly recommend it because it's great. Uh, and you can find it all in all of the usual uh, streaming uh, and downloading sorts of places. Indeed. Next bit of business, we are doing a live show, as you may have heard. It is April 19th, 7.30 p.m. at Town Hall in Seattle. Town Hall, not to be confused with City Hall. No, do not show up at City Hall. Uh, you will be very disappointed. Um, you might uh, you might run into Mayor Ed Murray, um, but I don't, <laughs> be very I don't think it's going to be very funny. Uh, no, Town Hall uh, being the events space, not, not any sort of governing space. So you can get tickets for five bucks. There are tickets still available. Go to bit.ly slash SMP live or just check our website or Facebook page and uh, we'll see you there. Yeah. Let's talk about dumplings. Oh, please. Okay. Um, When we were first brainstorming this episode, you asked me, 
what are dumplings anyway? Because I, this is kind of a huge topic. I, yeah, I asked you, like in an existential sense, yeah. do, do dumplings even exist? Where's the line between dumpling and non-dumpling? So here's what Can I'm, we live on both sides of the dumpling Here's skin? what I'm thinking. <laughs> this is, is this going to be a show about liminal states? Oh, definitely. Living on both sides of the dumpling skin. Oh, wow. No, um, what are borders anyway? Okay. Is it just... <clears throat> Wait, I think I think I did this exact bit before, so please I go ahead. I think we just veered into a graduate student seminar. Oh. Okay. Can I, you imagine if we taught a graduate student seminar? Let's it, pretend we're teaching one okay, about dumplings right. right now. So, Can I, you contextualize this for me? I've been thinking, how's this for a definition of dumplings? I think dumplings are like little bags of dough <laughs> encasing a filling of something that's chopped up. I love that definition. I have always been kind of skeptical of the idea that things like like the dumplings you find in chicken and dumplings or gnocchi are dumplings. I, I think without a filling, it's not really a dumpling to me. Well, see, first I thought you know, that those things, you know, matzo, matzo balls and stuff, yep. like chicken and dumplings, I thought, I was trying to find a definition that in, included those. And then I was thinking maybe the definitions should include something about like steaming or, or boiling. But then it just got way too broad. And so I, I don't know. I think for the purposes of today's episode, at least, I'm going to stick with this sack of dough filled with stuff. So maybe what you're saying is that if everything is a dumpling, then nothing is a dumpling. Exactly. Exactly. That's <laughs> oh, what I'm saying. Thesis. I'm calling that for my thesis. <laughs> All right. So um, maybe we should start by uh, by getting into the dumplings that we're eating now. Should we, yes. should we go ahead with yes. that? Let's uh, do I, I made what, us what some... about our walk down memory lane? Oh, sorry. Yeah. I, I just went right by. There was there was a sign that said memory lane, enter here. And I just strode right by wearing my business suit, going on about my business. Okay. Well, um, I used to go, as I think I've mentioned here before, to a Chinese restaurant in Cassidy Square. Sean Cassidy. Sean Cassidy's Chinese Delights. It was called Hunan. And the maitre d' was Sean, he of the... Deeply pleated pants. Perhaps wow. you remember. Wait, it, no, I think I said this before that it, were his pl- pants pleated like a dumpling. No, like the skin of a dumpling. No, okay, no. and they were not hungry making either. <laughs> um, anyway, so uh, Hunan sold something as both or s- sold dumplings and pot stickers. Okay, okay, and my parents told me that the difference was that dumplings were like steamed and pot stickers were pan fried, but essentially they looked the same. Just one was crispy and one wasn't. What do you think of that definition of pot sticker versus dumpling? Well, I think um, I mean I think I think pot stickers are dumplings. I, I think the 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 non pan fried one I usually see as like steamed dumplings, and sometimes I, I feel like the word pot sticker is kind of on the outs that uh so i mean my my memory is that that uh we used to go to this place in portland that no longer exists called uh pot stickers and sizzling rice soup um that's what that's what it was that was the name of the restaurant isn't that great yeah that's great um yeah and so they would do that sizzling rice soup where they deep fry a chunk of rice and then and then plunge it into broth and it sizzles it was amazing Mm -hmm. um and their pot stickers were great I don't know. I, I feel like I feel like uh, you know now I hear like pan fried dumplings or gyoza or uh, you know more often than pot sticker, which has like maybe maybe it's starting to take on a little bit of, of like a uh, you know orientalist twinge tinge. 
twinge. Yeah, I'm getting I'm getting a little bit of a twinge <laughs> yeah, just talking about I'm it. I'm getting an Orientalist twinge. <laughs> but well, uh, huh. yes, but I, I, mean, I like I, both kinds. I can see how that could be, but I, I find it unfortunate because I like the sound of the word pot sticker. Oh, I do too. Yeah, I mean, especially you know ha- having grown up with it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, so that's 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 my association with dumplings is is from from old Hunan with God. Have I mentioned before that Hunan had those like beaded curtains <gasps> on the way to the bathroom? No. Ugh. Going to the bathroom was such a thrill because you got to walk through the beaded curtain and hear the like. <laughs> it was like walking through a taxi driver's car seat. <laughs> yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Anyway, um, yeah, that's I, that's my memory lane. I associate that, that kind of that kind of beaded curtain thing with like the entrance to like the adult room at the video store. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, awesome. Yeah. Okay, so we should narrow this down. So. Or or not? Oh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about every single kind of dumpling between now and, so and ten minutes from now. Let's, okay, let's not talk about things like fruit dumplings, which I think of as an like an Eastern European thing. Like oh, frumplings, like, like a boiled fruit dumpling. Like let's not talk about that kind of thing. Or like chicken and dumplings, matzah. We're going to be talking exclusively about dumplings with fillings. Okay. So I think for me, like the the number one like pinnacle of, of the world's dumpling project <laughs> is is the soup dumpling. Uh, yes. Yes. I agree. And um, I think I think they, they are not as widespread as they deserve to be, probably because they are quite difficult to make well. And so I think I think we probably have listeners who have never encountered one of these. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel kind of jealous of those listeners because someday soon they will and it's gonna be one of the best days of their lives. Should we let's let's describe yes. the, the soup dumpling. So it's it's a little bag of dough. It's with a little a thin bag skin. of dough with a the, the thin the, the it's a little bag of dough with a thin skin. It's twisted at the top. Yep. And um, you kind of delicately pinch the top and with your toothpick. I, mean, <laughs> <laughs> I am loving this. Please. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> with your chopsticks. Do we need to ask people to do a drawing again? <laughs> Sorry. It's going to be people puncturing like a little balloon with a toothpick. And then um, I I put my soup dumpling in one of those... Um, Chinese soup spoons. Chinese soup spoons. And take a little nibble on the side of it. Uh-huh. And then kind of slurp the, the, the soup out. Yes. And then I chase the slurp of soup with the dumpling itself. Um, so it's basically of, like it, it's got a you know um, a solid filling inside, like a pot sticker, for instance. Mm-hmm. But it's like sitting in a little bath of soup that's inside. It's the inside skin. the dumpling. We're not it's talking about dumplings in soup, no, which no, no, can no, also no. be soup very good. Is in the dumpling, the soup is in the dumpling. The soup is coming from inside the dumpling. How do they get the soup in there? Um, Wait, can I can I guess? Can I guess? Yeah, hypodermic needle. Do they use? like jellied soup yes okay. yes they do i always wondered if it's like that they make a really rich stock so it's got lots of gelatin and then yep. they just put a little glob in there and um i i think it's more common uh to to uh like uh mix the gelatin throughout the filling oh really um, so that uh i i think i think it's a lot more work to take a little clump of of the jelly and try and get it in there along with the clump of the clump of the filling but then how the, the clump of filling is is you know pretty solid and know. discreet how does huh how does the liquid seep out without it just turning to like sort of ground meat in there. Well, but I mean, the filling is very tender compared to like a pot sticker filling, I think. If it, if it comes That's out like true. meatball-y, then I think That's you've done wrong. it wrong. Okay, okay. Well, anyway, soup dumplings, one of the, the, the greatest gifts of dumplingage to mankind. Yeah, and, and the place best known for them is the, is the Din Tai Fung chain. We have a couple in Seattle. One is probably coming to your town sooner or later. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Ooh. 
did you know that there is also a pan fried soup dumpling? No. Um, I, I'm not going to pronounce it correctly, but it's called uh, Shenjiang Bao. Okay. Uh, and it's it's got a little thicker skin. It's a little bigger overall. It's uh, it's fried on the bottom like a pot sticker in like a special griddle type of device, and uh, and then always topped with a little bit of uh, of uh, scallion and sesame seed. I think they're even better. And does Din Tai Fung make these nope. too? Oh, I I man. have uh, yeah. I, I've only ever had them in Japan. Wow. There you go. Sorry. Just name dropping Japan again. That's right. Yep. Um, and I think we we we, we sort of uh, um, sashayed by an important point there. I think, which is that to me, like <laughs> sashayed, the 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 saddest one of the saddest things that can happen when you bite into a dumpling is that like the meat falls out because it's like really like hard, like a hard mm-hmm. dense clump. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's just wrong. Like we, we we talked about this with meatballs that that I'm a filler man. Remember this? Mm-hmm. I, uh, I, yeah, I think so. Yeah, you're a filler um, man. That uh, I feel the same way. Like for meatballs and dumplings, like like you want some kind of filler in there for dumplings. It's often like a, a steamed chopped vegetable, like a bok choy or a cabbage. Because otherwise, I don't know. What's the point? Great. What is the point? What is the point? So uh, let's talk about wontons. Okay. Because please. I always think of wontons as those like dried crispy things. Which are which are fried wonton Those skins, are fr- okay. which are great. So is a wonton then, I mean, I know you can buy wonton wrappers. Mm-hmm. The square ones. Right, the square ones. And you could use those to make dumplings at home. What makes a wonton different from any other kind of dumpling? Well, I think it's... It's it's more the way it's served. I mean, it's it's, it's smaller. It's more like like the like a tortellini compared to a ravioli. And boy, are we going to have to get into whether those oh, things are dumplings? Man, oh, uh, I'm tired already. I think um, you know, I you know, there's wonton soup, of course. And I remember growing up uh, back back to memory lane for a moment. I remember eating this Campbell's canned wonton soup. The wontons were perfectly trapezoidal with with this like half uh, like half hemispherical lump in them. So strange. I loved that soup when I was a kid. I don't know if I've actually ever had wonton soup. Oh. I think that I was... So back to Hunan, you, if you ordered a certain dish or something, you'd get a little soup with it. And you could have either egg drop soup or wonton soup. And I always had egg drop. I like the egg drop soup. I love the hot and sour soup. I, I like all these things. I never had hot and sour <gasps> soup. Oh, I loved hot and sour I, soup. I, when I think of it, in retrospect, I picture it as like the gloopy orange sauce that's on sweet and sour chicken. It's not the same. Not the same? Nope. No, it's not like a big bowl of that. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna make you some. Oh, hot and make sour me soup. some. Make me some. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I think wonton soup can be really good. My favorite wonton dish is the, the Sichuanese wontons in hot oil. Have you ever had this? They, oh, they serve yes. it at Dintai Fun. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. They're so wonderfully slippery. Exactly. That's oh, the thing about so wontons slippery. is they're supposed to be slippery. They're they're uh, you know you can have fried wontons. That's fine. I'm not really into deep fried dumplings in general. I think. But uh, but wontons are just all about like slippery, like you know you you bite it, it slides down your throat. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah, I love that spicy oil that they yes. serve those those particular wontons in too. So can I admit something embarrassing? Please. I've only had dim sum once in my whole life, <gasps> and it was like 15 years ago. Oh, this goes on the list of like things things you haven't. Well, I mean, it, it's we a marginal a dim- candidate for the list. We should since do, you have had it. But we should do like an awkward dim sum episode. Where we again try to record live in a restaurant because since that worked so episode, well last time. This week we're talking about awkward dim sum. <laughs> <laughs> what to do when they come around with the chicken feet and you're not feeling brave enough? You just you just dive in anyway. 
Yeah. Anyway, no, we need to go do it. Okay, let's go do it. Um, <laughs> so, what other? Uh, let's. Can we turn away from from uh, from Eastern Asia for a minute? Yeah. And talk about. Uh, have you had pelmini? I haven't. The Russian dumplings. No. They're like oddly similar to steamed Chinese dumplings, but uh, but what? are more. What are the flavorings? The the flavorings I want to say are kind of salt and pepper. Okay. Um, they're uh, you know, and and you often have them like with sour cream, mm-hmm. um, as as you might a pierogi. And is it usually is there a particular kind of meat you usually find in there? Beef is really common. <laughs> I love the idea of just finding. The meat in <laughs> That's right. Oh, That's oh, right. It's, there's meat in there. It's made with found meat. It's like found footage. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but much, much uh, more fragrant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about pierogies? Are those dumplings? Oh, I think pierogies are definitely dumplings. You know, the the uh, like Polish potato dumplings, right? I mean, yeah. Not always potato, but often like, and, and you get like... God, so then are we going to talk about like knishes? Oh, geez. God, are those dumplings? I feel like when you get to a certain size, and I don't want to be like sizist about this, but <laughs> but that when a dumpling gets to a certain size, it becomes something else. Like because it's not like a it's not like a mouthful anymore. You know mm-hmm. that that when you eat a knish, like you know you got to you got to kind of power through a, a big <laughs> wad of filling. Well, it's like you know if we were to just. Just keep going into infinite size with right. this definition of a sack of oh, stuff in it. This could we be would, your thesis. We would definitely turn into like we'd get into hand pie territory. <laughs> we would get <laughs> we'd into get it, yeah, like is a Cornish pasty a dumpling? <laughs> is is a, an apple pie a dumpling? It's got dough on the outside and a filling. <laughs> <laughs> so does it need to be consumed in is one or two bites? Is it a dumpling? Like one or two bites? I think, th- yeah, I yeah. think so. Okay, we're, we're closing in on something here. Okay, so that brings us to like... We may be ready to present this dissertation earlier than expected. Well, but not, I, I mean, we're still ABD because um, we, we have to get to possibly the most controversial question. Oh, no. Ravioli, is it a dumpling? I'm voting yes. <sighs> I'm really torn on this. This is like, is the quesadilla a grilled cheese? Oh, no. We're not talking about that I don't ever. want to talk about that. <laughs> so, uh, it, There have been so many murders associated with arguments over that topic. I feel like instinctively ravioli is not a dumpling. Okay, but I, but I want you to still parse fits our definition feelings. because I, I guess. Can I tell you something I used to do, which is not going to illuminate this question at all, okay. but, but I have kind of fond memories. Like back like really before I knew how to cook at all, mm-hmm. I would um, buy these uh, beef ravioli from, uh, from, the, from the supermarket, uh, like the ones in the fresh case, like the Buitoni brand or something, and serve them in the green curry simmer sauce from Trader Joe's. And I thought I was being so uh, avant-garde. Wow. Wow. No wonder you and Lori have been together all this time. You just oh, yeah. kept We're, mixing it up. Right. We, we, we go together like, new like ravioli and green curry. Yes. Wow. <laughs> I just feel like... I, I don't know. Like, there's a part of me that I guess has always thought of dumplings as either a East Asian mm. or Eastern European thing. But then you've got like Monty, like Turkish Monty. Turkish Monty? Is that some sort of card game? <laughs> no, I'm probably pronouncing like, Maybe it's Manti. I don't know who's supposed to pronounce M- M-A-N-T-I. it. M A N T I. I know what you're talking about. It's just more fun if I pretend I don't. <laughs> it's the full Turkish Monty. Is that a dumpling? It's kind of like pasta. It's kind of like a dumpling. It's served with 
yogurt sauce? I, I don't know. I stopped paying attention when you said full Turkish Monty and I started imagining some kind of harem striptease. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway. All right. So uh, I, I think we'll, we'll probably revisit this topic. Um, I, think, uh, I think we're probably going to do an awkward dim sum episode. We've never done a ravioli episode, have we? Nope. I would like to do that. Ravioli is a tasty food. Have you? That, I'm going on record. I don't, I don't eat much of it. Well, you're gonna when we do our ravioli episode. Okay. I, don't, I don't really either, but I would like to make some. Okay, cool. Um, you can find us online at spilledmilkpodcast.com, where we are going to post the, uh, the recipe for some, some pot stickers that I made today that we never actually got around to talking about. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> oh, wait. Um, okay. Hey. Yeah. I've now eaten like a dozen of them. Yeah. Pretty and good, right? So good. Here's what I want to know. How did you learn to do the pleats across the top? Because you're like an Asian grandmother. I learned it from from watching Sean's pants. <laughs> uh, <laughs> They're intoxicating, aren't they? That's right. I would just I would sit. I would go to to Hunan just every watch afternoon. Them sashay yeah, and just watch the watch the pants sashaying across the room, <laughs> with or without Sean in the. <laughs> It was really weird when the fans were sashaying by themselves. <laughs> and they, then they would sashay right through the beaded curtain. Exactly. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> what I was about to say. <laughs> Great. Um, okay. You know, I, uh, I think it was one of these things where, like, I read it in a book like the first 12 times I tried to do it, it was terrible. And then just on, on when I was on the verge of giving up, it suddenly one of them looked right and then I could do it and sort of lost the ability to explain how I knew how I could do it. This is kind of like using a pottery wheel. It's just like that. Yeah. I haven't done that since like elementary school. But you're but you're a potter. Oh God, yeah, I'm I'm Tell a, me, such an expert. Um, I is uh, I'm not. So so when you're um, the only thing I know about potting is that you get to a point where you're like in the groove, and then Patrick Swayze comes up behind you and puts his yes. arms around you. That is the whole reason, of course. Ladies take up pottery. Or, yep. Yeah, I. I, I Frankly, you know, I I would I would dudes. be up for that too. <laughs> yeah, dudes would take up pottery too if that. Uh, yeah, no, that happens to me every time. But I'm really upset that you bring it up because now Brandon knows. Oh, oh, about, here, oh, about the Patrick thinks, Swayze here, thing. Yes. Here he thinks I've just been doing it because I like making bowls. You know what? And mugs. I think and he, stuff, I think he's probably really so about happy about this the uh, endless supply of free bowls and mugs that he's okay <laughs> with with a little side action. Side Swayze. Side Swayze. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god alright uh, so anyway I made some I made some dumpling. the recipe is from Eileen uh, Yin Fei Lo's Dim Sum Dumpling Book a book that is out of print but you can probably find it I'm gonna post the recipe on our website spilledmilkpodcast.com so you don't have to but it's a good book and uh, I've been making this this recipe forever and it's great do you have the book can um, I look at it I may have the book okay Wait, let's look for it cause I know that you are very discerning about what books you keep. I think I may have gotten rid of it. Oh my God, Matthew. <laughs> so you want me to say it? Fine. Yeah, you got rid of it. Some endorsement. Uh, but I have <laughs> the best recipe. Great. Okay. All right. Well, anyway, you can find us on Facebook. Where Whereabouts on Facebook, just in general? <laughs> spilled at facebook.com slash spilled milk podcast. Uh, you can leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, and until next time, uh, thank you for listening to Spilled Milk. Hope, hope you're getting a little side swayzy. <laughs> I'm Molly Weisenberg. And I'm Matthew Amster Burton. Oh my. Let's do that again. God. Did you at least get the outtake? I got nothing. <laughs>